welcome to the Cornish Beatty. Um, I'm Kieran. I'm with Rob today. What's up, guys? Is another one of these episodes where <laughs> Nick and Yulia are still not back. Oh, so. you thought they were back? Oh, well, you thought wrong. Yeah. You're stuck with us. <laughs> They're actually in the room, but again, like last time, we've successfully silenced Yulia for being a woman, and we've just edited Nick out. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 still talking right now about yeah. come on technology's amazing <laughs> uh, yeah so i guess we're gonna talk briefly we're gonna talk about the Karl marx anime at the end of this uh episode but first let's talk about the fact that um saint patrick's day just happened if you're in ireland you have a day off today um yeah so i'm here to field questions about saint patrick's day I'm here to learn about the history of this wonderful holiday. Honestly, we it should be a it should be a national holiday in the U.S. And I'm about twenty percent sure you could probably trick Trump into making it a, ho- a national holiday that by telling actually, him the Irish were slaves, and then he'd be like, "Folks, we got to do something about this. We got yeah. the Irish oppressed too long. I'm declaring St. Patrick's Day a national holiday. Beautiful a federal holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's that's." If anyone's out there willing to work with the Republicans and making uh, election day a, a, a holiday, you're probably more, that's probably a better strategy is get him to make St. Patrick's Day a federal holiday and then switch the voting day to the 17th of March. <laughs> okay, well, all right, Kieran, I want to ask you, what the fuck is St. Patrick's Day? Why does it matter? All right, so the, the brief answer is it doesn't. Um, it doesn't matter at fucking all. But what it is, is... Okay, most of the international depictions of St. Patrick's Day is from the Americans, the the most hideous subgroup of Americans, which is the Irish Americans. Um, Terrible mongrel people um, (laughs) that need to be destroyed. In Ireland, it's a drinking day. It's You have a day off from work. It is like a national holiday. Um, Most of the time, you just go to like a friend's house and get really drunk. Um, Beyond that, nothing else happens it has absolutely no political significance it's a saint's day for anyone who's not like obsessively catholic every day is a saint's day because there's a lot of fucking saints um but patrick is the patron saint of ireland uh he's not irish himself he came from like wales or france or something yeah because patrick isn't an irish name it's a french name so patrick really does represent the irish americans of just adopting the irish culture from a different place yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) Um, well wait wait so can what's the story with with he drove out the snakes yes of ireland so the snakes um i'm also like i don't know if you saw this This is breaking news on twitter uh jk rowling said that you know she's been updating harry potter to explain um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's been updating harry potter to like you know give some more character dumbledore those is actually been, gay and <laughs> she just came out and said that uh parcel tongue you know the evil language that the slytherins speak based yeah. on irish you know yeah and you know she's not wrong because the snake ireland was full of snakes before saint patrick came and and you know drove them out it's actually not in the european <laughs> language it's just snakes um, it's just hissing all the time it's 
fucking great. Have you seen those? Some of those have been absolutely bug wild. Did you see the tweet where she said there was no plumbing? Before plumbing at Hogwarts, they would just shit and piss on the floor and then use magic to get rid of it. This actual Pottermore that. tweet. This gone off the fucking rails. And everyone was so curious. And then, yeah, it's endorsed by J.K. Rowling. That's actually canon. Is Pottermore... Okay, I have never... I've heard the word Pottermore. I've never been there. I don't know how the forums are set up. It's like a fan I, I imagine yeah. it's like Genius. So you know, Genius is the lyrics website. Well, lyrics, and, and, yeah, and their new thing is to get like, um, so if it's a song, some rap song, they'll get the rapper to like explain the lyrics, mm. and then it's like highlighted in green, so you know there's like some background of it. I imagine Pottermore are just wild like theories about what happens, and J.K. Rowling is in like highlighted green, being like, "Yes, this is true." Yeah. They're just shitting, pissing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, going back to St. Patrick's Day for like the Americans listening, it is comparable to Fourth of July. It's like the national holiday where the thing we're celebrating is Ireland. Do you have fireworks? No. So just you drink. Well, okay. Well, then that is a point. You know, there's more that separate uh, unites us and separates us, and at least everyone just gets really drunk on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you get really drunk. You hang out with your friends. You stay out of town, like the city center where the parade is happening, because that's not actually for Irish people. That's for tourists. Uh, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Do people go to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day? Yes, Probably, yeah. Huge, kind of like. huge thing. Flights <laughs> skyrocket, which is unfortunate because my sister-in-law's birthday is on the 17th of March. And my wife has this nasty thing where she's like friends with her family uh, and wants to see her on her birthday. Uh, but um, getting back into it, yeah, it's just like, his main the main reason why this is our national holiday is because our actual national holiday is really controversial. Um, quote marks controversial. It happens... Ireland's fight for independence happened on Easter Sunday, which is a Catholic holiday for other reasons. And also, some people feel somewhat uncomfortable with the fact that Ireland won its independence via what modern critics would call terrorism. So, basically, a bunch of wimps turned St. Patrick's Day into our national holiday over like Easter Sunday and now Easter Sunday is kind of only celebrated by like people in the army and blood and soil nationalists it's also a great day to stay out of Dublin city center (laughs) (laughs) I like the um well now I can I can offer a little bit of the American perspective because St. Patrick's Mm. Day is very important very important to to Americans Mm. and it's important because it's Really, one of the the great pastimes of America is to just like take another culture and just like ridiculously over the top appropriate it, yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah. you want, just use it as an ex- excuse to drink a lot, just come up with like ridiculous things. I mean, now it's really like you'll see whatever like Paul Ryan with the green tie being like, "I'm Irish," da, da, da. <laughs> but like it's just an excuse i like the idea like you said there's a what this a saint for every day of the year yeah every day of the week every day every yeah so like since saint patrick like it it, like unlocks the ability for people to appropriate irish people that like every day of the year should be like a different appropriation day of a different culture for americans 
Um, I think that would do a lot to healing the divides <laughs> in America. I don't like they already got Cinco de Mayo. That's big for for drunk Americans, you know. Yeah. You got St. Patrick's Day, but I I think they need more Chinese New Year. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of becoming a thing. Could be, yeah. could be, yeah, true. People love their like uh like a like a little paper mache dragon and people are like look at us yeah. doing the chinese new year and now karen's just going to like rant about irish americans because they're terrible um <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the, just the central thesis yeah seconded uh we hate irish americans yeah like this is a very this is a socialist podcast all people are equal despite our brochless jokes women are equal very pro-lgbt anti-racism it's all cornerstones of this we are only racist against Irish Americans because <laughs> they are terrible. Um, like a lot of things. Okay, corned beef. Don't know what the fuck that is. Delicious. Never eaten it before in my life. I've googled it. It just looks like undercooked ham. I've eaten. I would eat it like in school. People would do a project on Ireland, and it was just an excuse to eat corned beef and cabbage. I think I ate it exactly once a year for like a 10 year stretch i don't know what this is irish people don't know what corn is we don't have it you know who does know what this is my facebook friends from my elementary school who post like really connecting to my culture like four leaf clover and a photo of them in ireland fuck first of all it's called a shamrock stop calling it a four leaf clover someone sounds jealous that he's never found a four leaf clover sorry you don't have any luck fucking lucky charms as well that that we don't get that in ireland um what else yeah so irish step dance the the great that's no no it's called irish dancing i don't know what irish step dance is this is terrible also you guys tend to call it patty's day yeah patty's day some people do i don't that's that sounds dumb but i that is something that happens this has genuinely caused legit problems in Ireland because we give our passports away to everyone. Um, it's a big part of like our industry and our tourism. Our most of our tourism is like Irish Americans having their like equivalent of like the kibbutz or whatever with the, the the journey home the Jewish Americans do to Israel. <laughs> it's basically what we do is just get a bunch of like pale sacks of like shit to come back and uh, experience ireland or whatever the hell um and that's like our entire international reputation because we gave them all passports because it's very easy to get an irish passport <laughs> yeah the, the the irish it's like the irish oprah like they don't give out cars or yeah. like other nice things they're just like passports. everyone's there like oh what are we gonna get today and then it's the same thing passports yeah and it's, it's so easy to get one but like the pro the, this has resulted in material and problems. now data centers <laughs> this resulted in material problems because like we i cannot like now that i live in germany i cannot do like a foreign vote i can't vote for any irish elections or referendums or anything like that because we do not want you to vote you will ruin our country <laughs> you will genuinely destroy it ireland has managed to stave off like having uh, like a horrifying right wing for now um but if we gave you guys the vote you would totally bring it in <laughs> that was what would happen and also when speaking english the language is called irish it's not called gaelic <laughs> stop calling it that <laughs> uh, but i don't know you know you're making fun of irish americans but i've never seen an irish person ter- change the color of a whole river that's impressive fuck off <laughs> <laughs> The Irish, they're not capable of such feats 
as just pouring a lot of food coloring into the Chicago River and turning it green. <laughs> Fuck you. And you. Okay, yeah. Ireland is on 33% renewable energy. But yes, let's bow to that fucking Ireland, great work. Ireland is just like Delaware with a superiority complex. They just have a bunch of tax dodging data centers yeah 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 oh yeah if we're all talking about ireland's modern industrial output yeah it's fucking horseshit like i'm on board with that but right now from the perspective yeah it's just it's when you're talking with other like uh if you're talking with other leftists and like other socialists and they come along with criticism of bernie sanders you're like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm yeah, willing exactly. to have a reasonable discussion but like when in the context of talking irish americans here's kieran wearing a balaclava with an ak-47 just be like with a northern irish accent <laughs> like hey, what the fuck are you talking about now <laughs> just, just uh, uh, and for anyone who didn't realize why I talk funny compared to the rest of the co-hosts, it is because I am Irish. Yes, it's because uh, Kieran's really racist. He won't stop doing this accent. Nick and I keep telling him it's <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Stop doing the accent, but he won't stop. Kieran, he goes, you're from Leipzig. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Kieran is a is from the same hometown as me. We grew up near Boston. We mm. both have Dropkick Murphys. Uh, <laughs> uh, the national. We, we follow them Boston. everywhere. We have the Boondock Saints. Uh, uh. We can we can we we've memorized the whole movie we quoted back and forth to each other mm-hmm. but kieran just went to ireland one summer and now he won't stop doing the accent we yeah. we're trying we're trying we're we're gonna get past this yeah. okay just bear with us listeners it's like one of those people who like summers in uh, barcelona and now they say <laughs> barcelona <laughs> <laughs> fuck off <laughs> i do want to explain for people that so if you don't know the chicago does just dye the river green and yeah. it does look cool like wow that's water's green now <laughs> like that's that's kind of strange but like it it reflects a very american uh or i should say a very chicago relationship to their river because they just just historically when chicago was like a booming like um just full of slaughterhouses and just terrible working conditions and like Mm. living conditions they just dumped all their pollution and sewage like into the river and it was just just everything there was just this is pure laissez-faire yeah. capitalism no regulation the problem with that was the river flowed into the into lake michigan and this was the drinking water for chicagoans so people were getting sick yeah now this might uh cause some people to think wow pollution is a problem for our society it doesn't we, we have to do something about this they don't stop the pollution they reverse the flow of the chicago river so it, all the sewage just goes somewhere else and they can still keep drinking their drinking i mean water. that's and that and and dying the river green is like the modern version of that they just abuse this poor river in whatever ways they want <laughs> um yeah so that's kiron's partial tirade against irish americans who i must stress have departed so far from the fucking stock the original stock like we were talking about like um the woman um devlin from northern ireland who uh when she was given the key of the city to boston i think it was she gave it to the black panthers because they were like <laughs> yeah and then like like famous oh. irish americans like bill o'reilly brett kavanaugh <laughs> fucking christ um, <laughs> And, like, the whole <laughs> Irish slaves myth is just, like, yeah, there was a lot of indentured servitude and, like, really shitty conditions in Ireland. But you're the fuckers who got out. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Happy St. Happy Patrick's It's Day. the, you know, Irish Americans, I know you feel... Um, 
there's a lot of hatred against you. Mm. But this day is for you. No one can no one can make fun of you on this day. St. Patrick's Day is your day. Except for uh, <laughs> I mean, Don't listen to Kieran, it's your day. I mean that's it's like the Irish American tradition is is partly partly no, it's it's distinct from like the Irish impact on like Germany, which I'm still finding very weird. They are horny for our butter. That is that is namely it. We make very good butter. Uh, they are horny for our beef as well. And we make very good beef. And we distinctly do not corn it. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. Um, I thought you could explain to me. I don't know what the, the fuck, fuck corn I don't know what it is. is. I don't know what it is. I've never seen this before in my life. Don't we eat an Ireland steak? Uh, that's how we eat beef. But like, at the same time, German milk fucking god awful yeah terrible swill absolute swill they understand that we make good butter they don't seem to understand we do that by having good fucking milk and then i also love the like um muck as like the the suffix they use to indicate cheap like muck paper mm-hmm. um which i think comes from mcdonald's more than it comes from ireland <laughs> to be fair but like also mcfish as well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that just means son of people realize that <laughs> It's like son of paper, son of fit. <laughs> uh, that's great. I think McFit McFit people would really like to know that they that they are like descended from the idea, the form of fitness, fitness yeah, uh, from the from the concept of fitness. That's you know on the on the TVs at McFit that are always playing whatever. There's going to be somebody who like connect who like discovered their heritage by yeah. learning about that. And right after it plays like a Bundeswehr advertisement. <laughs> Now that you're swole, why not, why not join the army? It's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, now Wait, what about, then what is O? So Mick, you have Mick. And what's yeah. the O do? The O something. Is like, uh, grandson of. Wow. Uh, more, more accurately. Blowing my mind, it's man. More, it's more accurately, it's from. It's the Irish word from. Wow. Yeah. Um. Ireland used to have like what Iceland does, which is like we used to have like patronyms mm. uh, where you were just named for your father. But then when the British came in and didn't understand the system, they kind of had to solidify. So like every like O name or Mac name is the part after the O or the Mac is a first name. Like O'Connell. That O'Connell makes, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, you, uh, you learn something new every day. Also, I promised him one of the episodes that I will explain Irish orthography one day, but uh, I'll wait for Nick to come back. <laughs> it makes sense. The only, you know, the only thing to take away from this is I'm speaking directly to you, Irish Americans. This is your culture. So mm-hmm. go tell everybody what O'Brien means and what Mc, uh, McConnell means. That's your culture yeah. to tell people. Yeah. You are the Irish. Embrace it. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> You were indentured servants. That is materially different from slave. If you had a child, it wasn't automatically an indentured servitude. This is an immaterial difference. I know we joke about that, but did you see the uh, the Ralph Northam blackface thing? This governor of Virginia. Yes, but he did an interview like. Somehow he's okay. Uh, some people pointed this out, but like the whole controversy happened, and everyone was calling on him to resign, and he just weathered the like. Now he's just still Very there. Very curious about what the continuing just, thread he, here. He just is kept here, but no, he didn't interview. Like okay, so it was finally dying down. Like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna storm. You know, all these uh, people telling me I'm racist for putting on blackface and taking photos with KKK uh, hoods. You know, mm. I'm gonna get past it, and he does an interview, 
and he's talking about the history and like racism and slavery and he says yeah you know in virginia we understand i should get the exact quote but it's like virginia we understand this we had so many indentured servant uh, slave uh, indentured servants come to virginia from many different countries including africa <laughs> and the interview was like there there were no indentured servants from Africa. And then he just kind of gets, but like, he just like, this is days after his big scandal. And he just brings it right back, man. You Shout out Irish Americans. I don't even know if Ralph Northam's Irish American, but he has that Irish American. Sure he's he an honorary that. Irish American. He gets invited to the St. Patrick's Day. So it's the second most claimed <laughs> white ethnicity, isn't it? It's like German and then Irish in the United States. Yeah, because it's, it's cool. You get corned beef and cabbage. You get to be racist. You get to do all kinds of cool stuff back to the corned beef and cabbage thing I'll be the first to admit Irish cuisine is absolute horseshit like it is just taking like these ingredients that we put all this love and care into growing it or raising it and then how do we cook it we boil it for seven hours Like, like that is what most Irish cuisine is but I don't fucking know what corned beef is I don't and also modern Irish cuisine that's good shit spice bags look it up Everyone get a spice bag. I don't know what that is. I just know Irish American excellence, like becoming a police officer. Um, that was co- the problem. You covering all became up cops. <laughs> covering up like tons of crimes, being racist, yeah. drinking uh, a lot on St. Patrick's Day. Beautiful culture. <laughs> we love you. I love my hometown. God damn it. All right, let's let's move on to our um, our main topic. We talked about that for like way too long. <laughs> we we are not done with this. Oh, this is a little sneak preview. I'm saying it on the air so that Kieran cannot back out of it. Fuck. We will be watching the Boondock Saints with Kieran. We're gonna watch uh, the whole thing. I've never We're gonna seen talk about it. We might live stream it and and just so you can get his reaction. It's gonna be great. I did see a clip where an Irish person is being played by a distinctly Scottish actor, Billy Connolly. So looking forward to that. Willem Dafoe is involved somehow. Don't really know. Don't really know how. But anyway, our main topic this evening is the wonderful piece of possibly Chinese propaganda, the Karl Marx anime. Yeah, I gotta say, it's... um... Uh, we just finished watching it. Um, it's very informative. So I'm not the anime expert here. I'm going to let Kieran do the talking on I that. Am, I am the anime expert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't not call myself a Marxist expert, but he, everything from what I know, uh, it's very accurate. I mean, it goes through, it, it gives you all the hits. Mm-hmm. You know, it really it really plays to the crowd. You're sort of like, oh, I know what's coming up next. He's, you it know? has that moment where <laughs> Carl and Deng hang out for a bit and they're yeah. like, hey... <laughs> Dengist reforms, am I right? <laughs> like, oh, Vitling's gonna say something dumb. They're gonna have a fight. So you know, it's it's good fun. It's it definitely plays to the cheap seats. Uh, yeah, oh, I forgot about the bread. <laughs> Sorry, oh yeah, just... that's a <laughs> fucking bread. We're gonna jump all over the place. With we are, this. We all right, are, who's gonna are. explain it? You. So I'm gonna preface this by saying that we did record an episode before <laughs> of us talking about this with um, <laughs> with Nick with Yulia before they left um, to go to. China. Um, <laughs> and we... We did delete it because uh, like n- uh, they were too smart and made us look dumb. Yeah. So we deleted it. Yeah. Uh, now we're recording over them. We thought it was a good episode. When we listened back, we were just like, <laughs> it was just us chanting, we must uphold Xi Jinping thought over and over again. We must have just blacked out. This is like when you're a kid and your brother, like his Mario, his, his save file in Super Mario 64, like he has more stars than you. So you just delete it. 
<laughs> and then you're like, wow, now my two, like, That's he had 94. Life. <laughs> <laughs> now, now my two stars, now I'm winning. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what this actually is, is it's a quote unquote anime. A lot of debates on whether it can be an anime unless it comes from J- Japan, which this didn't. It came from China. <laughs> Uh, You're listening to the anime phrenologist. That's my current handle on Twitter. I might change it soon. Um, the origin of that is very dumb as a title, but still. Anyway, this was made with the backing of the Chinese government because of the, what, 100-year anniversary of the release of Das Kapital? Was that what it was? Re- it's a hundred. No. It was a 100-year anniversary of something to do with Marx. Was a communist manifesto. It was his 200th birthday. 200th birthday, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. okay. That was last year. Yeah, 200th birthday late last year this is when this was released. Mm. And it's a big part of a supposed media push in China to get the young kids into Marx because the young kids in China are, in Chinese politics, they're described as being more liberal, which means market liberal, as in they're more into their free market politics. Whereas the like rural and more older population in China has been described as more like quote unquote hardcore Marxist. Yeah, cooler. Cooler, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's debatable. Uh, they might if also- you never kill the landlord, you are not cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, there's also like weird China China's an enigma. <laughs> I don't understand China a hundred percent. Um I don't speak Chinese. And there's like all these like student movements in china that get like oppressed for being too actually marxist yeah yeah the one good thing like the new york times is like i mean for all intents and purposes it's basically a certain kind of like neoliberal state propaganda Mm. so like you're not going to get much of a good analysis of most things the u.s does but when like some movement happens like they do report they, they, they do give good information on like they're like a Marxist reading group or student group being like censored at some at the university in Beijing because mm. it's against you know the U.S. Uh, enemies and so then they're like oh we love like hot, like owned by your own logic the communists like you're oppressing them yeah so yeah you you do get some information like that yeah um, and there's some interesting stuff in this that we can probably talk about in relation to the context was which was made. But the actual anime itself is a seven-episode miniseries that was released online uh, in China, and you can uh, Billy Billy Billy. I don't know Billy, how to Billy, say it. Yeah, but I'm not. Uh, I think that's the network. That's uh, that's Mandarin for Dilly Dilly, the the, bud, <laughs> the dumb Bud Light ad. They're they're trying to you know they saw how popular that was. Yeah. They watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is one of those competing transliteration things. Um, <laughs> Fuck, it's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. That's like I said, Irish American excellence. Yeah. Saying "dilly dilly" is that's that's the that's the D word for Irish Americans. You're not allowed to say that. Oh, right, of course. Sorry. Um, yeah. So it was released online, seven episode mini series. It uh, for our true anime fans out there, I will warn you. It is that bullshit 3D anime. Like fucking hate. Um, which was annoying because when they originally advertised this, they did like do a fully traditional, an- traditionally animated ad for this show, and there's some scenes that are like traditionally animated. But then we have it on here in the background, and it's doing some bullshit 3D cutscene in a terrible dating sim. 
video game. <laughs> it does look like a. Like, it looks like a Marx like, and Engels dating sim. Yeah, like a video game that's like in some. Yeah, the graphics are like. Maybe there's some new uh, graphic advance, but the video game designers don't know how to really implement it well. They're just like, let's try to do this. Some cutting edge technology. That's just kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, It does have, it it is very reminiscent of some cheap ass Japanese video games I've played (laughs) um, that like the translation wasn't very good. But yeah, made in China um, with the backing or the consent of the government, because China doesn't really work like that. It's not like a state owned operation this was like a private quote-unquote animation company but like it got through the censors yeah nick knew some stuff about this so he's not here yeah (laughs) but it's i mean the people who made it and this is clearly reflected in it are uh very um well read marxist i mean there's there's a lot of lecturing in this anime it's it's not a stretch to to just say it's like a glorified like lecture about it, it is edutainment. about philosophy about yeah. kant about hegel about all of marx's fights about capital it is um, i think it's more so um history rather yeah. than anything because it is it is chronological in its yeah, discussion yeah. it leads it starts with him in college in his first college which yeah, i yeah. which one that was in like bon. Uh, bon, yeah. yeah bon and then um and then ends with his death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's almost like the actually the end of every episode is his death, which was there's a lot of like yeah. Marx's life. You see him dying a lot <laughs> yeah. because the end of every episode it's like a movie reel and it like go, like goes through the um the most important events in Marx's life and it ends with him and uh, with Marx and Engels like handshaking and fading to white yeah. and then it like settles into Tiananmen Square with a beautiful flag waving yeah, and now his portrait. There's this motif in the anime of like dandelion seeds which yeah. this might be like a, a either Chinese communist rhetoric or a Chinese language <laughs> metaphor that we're not getting but like the idea of communist like communism spreading to China from its humble beginnings in Prussia or whatever the fuck <laughs> um, what we call Germany nowadays and yeah, they kind of signify that with like a dandelion seed flying off to the distance. Like, we- yeah. So the intro of this anime is um, Jenny von what? Uh, Westphalen. Westphalen. Wes- Westphalen or Westphalen, something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. Um, she blows dandelion seeds. And then the end of the ending credits is the dandelion seed landing in Tiananmen Square mm. with the Chinese. Uh, I can't remember the name of that palace. because think, it, think, Yeah. Uh, Tenement Palace probably or something like that um, but yeah with a Chinese five star flag flying and all that uh, I can't speak for Kiron, but I did not get that at all <laughs> we were watching it in our first recording and Yulia's like yeah yeah you see it's like the dandelion like lands like it leaves Mark's like spreads his seed out into the world yeah. and one of the places it lands is China and I'm like damn yeah. I should read more books <laughs> um yeah, there's also like there's also a dove <laughs> metaphor thing happening. There's a lot of flying, like yeah. coasting. Again, a lot of like shots from above. Yeah. Like, I, again, around. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just like Chinese language communist rhetoric constantly mentions like the spread of communism via dandelion seeds as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. This might be something that we're not privy to, 
but um please uh email kieran and tell and lecture him about uh <laughs> the oh, chinese, chinese communist party's yeah. uh rhetoric and then he will make corrections and apologies in the next episode yeah, the next episode i'm back is like guys i'm a dengus now <laughs> 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 um, market liberalization is the only way forward but yeah, yeah. well th- well i mean we've touched upon it but that's something everyone's going to ask like oh like is it propaganda how much of it is like the chinese yeah, government yeah, saying yeah. what they want I will say that they certainly don't cut any corners in terms of actual Marxist thought. I mean, there's a pretty prominent scene, I want to say, in the second episode where it portrays the true historical fact of uh, Marxist struggles with Prussian censorship because he's writing for different magazines and he's getting uh, censured by the Prussian government. And it goes through and he shows his frustration with tons of different censors. And on Billy Billy, you can see... Shout out to uh, the Twitter user who who was like translating comments. Yeah. Um, they made a whole thread of like translating comments. Um, it's called jazzish. Yeah, about the um, mm-hmm. anime. And they pointed out that like during those scenes, everyone's laughing like, ha, oh, it's just like the, um, the, the government against mm. the Marxist reading group at, at the Beijing University and stuff like that. So yeah. it's not being, it's, it's there, you know, yeah. and they certainly don't. Uh, so uh, gloss over that. Yeah, a lot a lot of this is like the censorship in China kind of works in a, a sense of like self censorship to a certain extent like like you know what the criteria is and you as like a filmmaker or a cartoonist or whatever is you're probably not going to try you know what you have to do to get it past the censors. Mm-hmm. Um so there are things like it's hard to tell without really understanding the full context of like this animation studio, the people behind it, what their personal beliefs are, how much of this was like uh, the Chinese censors thought this would be a good idea to show or how much of this was like, let's see how much we can push this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because um, you can also look at it from the perspective of like China being like, see, other places censor too. It's Yeah, not just, true. Yeah. True, maybe. Um or they could have gotten away with it because it was like purely historical fact. And yeah. they can say that this happened there, but it doesn't happen now, whatever. Yeah. And they can make that kind of claim. Because there are things they do focus on that are like, I definitely feel like are the Chinese government. Or like, uh, maybe not Chinese government is the wrong way of putting it, but like a Chinese perspective. Like they definitely overemphasize in uh, like some of the early episodes, the atheism aspect. Yeah. Um, which again is what Marx thought and those are the yeah. fights he had but they just made yeah, it's it's certainly good, overly pointed out good propaganda isn't lying it's yeah. <laughs> emphasizing certain truths and ignoring others things they do ignore is um, they don't really talk about how Carl was a big old drunk yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah going back to the first episode like um, he has like a goodwill hunting scene shout out yeah. Irish American excellence yeah he's um, a- <laughs> where, these apples, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where he like owns the there's like nobility uh who's like yelling at his friend for like talking to these girls at some bar in bond and marx owns him with logic because he knows kant better than them and then buys everyone at the bar drinks yeah and then it cuts from marx you know like very soberly sipping a beer to his home where he just has like stacks and stacks of like uh, bar receipts and his dad barges in and is like you're like you're like spending way too much money. Mm. I'm sending you to Berlin. But they made it seem like he just you know when you just own people with logic so much, you just have to buy them beer, like yeah. and buy them <laughs> drinks. Like it's not Marx's fault. He wasn't just getting in duels and like drinking all the time. That would be so much nicer if Ben Shapiro did that. Like every time he just lectures a college SJW, the yes. entire auditorium gets a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Other aspects. Well, 
then I think everyone would be puking pretty quickly. <laughs> God damn it, another shot, I guess. Um, the other thing, like everything that's kind of been like erased or like not really talked about is more a character critique of Carl. Hmm. Like his drinking. Um, and the other thing they definitely don't mention because it just came up on screen. They mention Carl's maid slash the help, <laughs> Helen DeMuth. <laughs> They don't really talk about the fact that he knocked her up. Yeah, well, they don't say it at all. No, they don't. Yeah, she kind of disappears from the... The anime. From the anime, yeah. Yeah, because, like, any anything that was, like, a critique of Carl as a character is not really included. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they have... I think uh, Karl Marx is famous for being quite... Um, I don't know, argumentative is the right way to put yeah. it. But he, you know, he was uh outspoken yeah <laughs> as as you gotta be you know he, he he made it out of the hustle of the uh young hegelian german idealists uh to rise to the top but um that's certainly portrayed in terms of he's arguing with people but it's all about his driving spirit and his belief in yeah. um revolution which i agree i think that's probably yeah. who he that's probably who he was i can sympathize with him yeah like I, I think it's important to say that like this is a weird from our perspective it's a weird position to take but like this might be just like a a chinese puritanical kind of thing but like the fact that he was a fucking drunk horn dog who was probably just a nightmare to speak to as a person uh, <laughs> doesn't really um like dismiss his ideas <laughs> or what he wrote about um i think the only thing that i probably could point to because i did a little bit of research on this is their depiction of the um 1872 hague congress uh, which is in the second last episode you're listening to anarchist radio 100 percent uncensored the truth they don't want you to know about Karl marx yeah. we're reporting here from so-called germany <laughs> <laughs> That's just normal, good anti-Deutsch, like yeah. just like. But this is a side point. But in Germany, they never refer to it as Deutschland. Mm. It's always just like a lot of times they'll say uh, BD, like Bundesrepublik, like uh, the Bundesrepublik, but they don't say Deutschland because then it's like giving credence to this German land, especially yeah. with the reunification. You know, right. so yeah, so-called Germany. That's that's where we are. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, that's usually. In, in actual anarchist radio, that's they usually refer to um, settler colonial nations as so-called Canada, so-called United States, so-called oh, Australia. That's sick. Yeah, that is sick. I, I second that, yeah. Yeah, the anarchists are fucking cool. <laughs> um, but the, the, the United States, the so-called United States, what it should be called is the glorious land of Irish Americans, <laughs> the rightful owners of all this land. The original ethnicity. <laughs> You know the, what? What do the Palestinians sing from the from the land from the l river to the sea? <laughs> they say that, but it's all green. <laughs> I'm trying to like this would be such a dumb joke, but I'm trying to translate. Um, we didn't land at Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Yeah. But in Irish. <laughs> um, th then isn't really an Irish. It is, but, uh, Plymouth would be hard. But this is like the only example I can really think of, like. Apart from the atheism thing being like really pronounced, because um, that there's there's a moment where they just spontaneously talk about self crit, which is cool. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they talk they talk um, like they talk a lot about self criticism, which anyone doesn't know that's like a big part of Maoism, like Maoism, Maoist thought. Yeah. Um, it's not really clear. I didn't really look up the history of that or like Engels' um, new preface to the republishing of like 
the Communist Manifesto. Um, but the other the other thing that I thought was probably particularly ideological or like government interference or a Chinese interpretation is the 1872 Hague Congress where like the international splits along um, along uh, anarchist and Marxist lines where like before that the international was a, a broad socialist um, umbrella grouping but then in the way the anime depicts it is like Marx gets into like a fucking boss fight with they, the Kunin. They play little boss battle music yeah like while <laughs> while bakunin's talking yeah and and then like bakunin's like the stage is the problem um you can't really have like they talk immediate about- violent overthrow like he, he talks about that too yeah he talks sort about- of like i mean he emphasizes the immediacy rather than like the material conditions mm-hmm. uh, that, that's the implication immediacy he criticizes carl for wanting to use the state uh, and those are like true criticisms that like Bikunin had of Marx. Those are real criticisms of Karl Marx. The that's the truth here on Anarchist Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to way too many anarchist podcasts to, <laughs> to feel not personally attacked. <laughs> but, You're this is literally the voice in Kieran's head all the time. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Untrue. It's between anarchist radio and Irish Americans. This is getting very Alex Jones. <laughs> but the um, the thing that he like brought up that wasn't really true is like Buchanan's obsession with like individual freedom. That's more like a Sterner anarchist thing. But the other the thing about like why this isn't true. Oh yeah. Anyway, like uh, Marx is like we should get rid of Buchanan. Um, who agrees? Uh, everyone puts up their hand. But Bakunin makes like a point about using the stage is wrong. Uh, like no one agrees. So here's what I found out of the actual Hague Congress. Uh, Bakunin wasn't there. <laughs> he, what? he was exiled. Like they talked about Bakunin uh, and another um, anarchist was there who doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. He's just called James something. James Guillaume. Uh, like that's a French name. Guillaume probably. Um, he was there and both him and Bakunin were exiled. But Bakunin was exiled in like absence. Like you're not invited to any more meetings kind of thing. You're not allowed. And at the same time, <laughs> When the anarchists split and made their own international, which is called the St. Emer International, which they held a couple of days later, most of the people at the Hague Congress left with them. Like, there was, like, popular support for this. Yeah. Um, so that, I felt like, was a very ideological um, thing by, like, Chinese government because... Say what you will about like what actual anarch like what actual Marxists want in a society, and what I've learned from speaking to a lot of Marxists is there's a lot there's a lot more overlap than especially like petty online fighting will like lead you to believe between anarchists and Marxists. But anarchist critiques of Marxism would definitely apply to the current state of China. <laughs> like you have to recognize anarchism is probably a very real ideological threat. Uh, to yeah. an analysis of modern day China. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know uh, what the anarchist movement is like in China. I mean, I, I understand non officially non existent, but I don't yeah. know what popular uh, 
I don't know, just ideas might might be connected to it. I don't know. Definitely, definitely. From my understanding and research of it is it exists, but basically out of fear cannot organize like or in any public way. Just like the Irish Americans. (laughs) (laughs) The most oppressed people. (laughs) A lot of overlap. (laughs) I mean, actually, the second episode of this anime does depict like the predominantly Irish people who are in terrible working <laughs> conditions in like Manchester. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, the 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 Irish Mancunians, the first Irish Americans. <laughs> uh, okay, should we actually go through more of the the how the episode the series progresses? I I think that's the end of like of the whole question of like what Chinese influence do we see on this? I think that's the end of it. Other than like the last episode the credits of the show kind of like show how the Marxist tradition has continued and they bring up like Deng and they bring up Xi Jinping and Chinese characteristics while they replace what had been in the outro for the entire series is like animated scenes through Marx's life yeah, with him walking in front of them. Um, they replace that with like photo and illustration and video footage of like moments in like soviet union and maoist china history yeah. Yeah. this is the like very last episode it's yeah. like an it's a extended uh outro yes and they also like continue that with like people in modern china like getting along and living in a perfect society and reading books about Marx. yeah <laughs> and they like show what i'm assuming is maybe a famous monument maybe not like a bust of karl Marx somewhere in china yeah i busted yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> actually it was really sad the last episode I, we're gonna get to it but yeah like the first three episodes of the series are just like marx just like doing battle like owning people with logic yeah and then the start of the fourth episode i want to say or the fifth hmm. it's just like his son dying and they're just really sad and poor yeah. and it's like wow like it really goes from zero to 100 in terms of like lecturing you or just being really really sad <laughs> in this anime um, it was it was a little bit of a whiplash for me yeah it is a bit isn't it because um it does the show kind of changes from it kind of switches gears a couple of times to being um Marx and Engels just like talking at you about like praxis and good thought and whatever mm. uh to the supposed biography of Marx's life and the biography they've chosen to focus on is kind of this like love story between him and Engels (laughs) (laughs) they intended Jenny but it really does look like Marx and Engels we should shout it out it's a very romantic I mean all right back up Marx and Engels in real life absolute uh 10 out of 10s beautiful men yeah in the anime too gorgeous absolute beautiful fucking <laughs> hunks thoughts and you know the billy this this uh, did not pass the billy billy commenters they were they were very excited to see marks and angles and very excited to ship marks and angles there are a lot of very um close scenes between them mm-hmm. that you know just imagine finding your intellectual companion in life they're very excited they're holding hands they speak very uh, excitedly at each other um it's it's really beautiful very yeah. touching I, it's worth pointing out that like they kind of be- like in a typical cartoon way they kind of beautify everyone because yeah. like I was just when I was looking up the Hague Congress thing I saw the actual photo of Bakunin Bakunin <laughs> Bakunin was a dog <laughs> he, like I think he's like I to be fair I think he was genuinely scarred by some sort of disease or something but well like, as was Marx like he yeah. had these like 
boils and skin problems but he's just like even when he's older in the anime he's just getting around well he's he's, yeah he's he's good he's just looking yeah. good thick um, but yeah Juicy. like they, they genuinely made the three main characters who are Carl Engels and Jenny who was caught by Carl or Engels <laughs> <laughs> like, there is one scene where I, where I think it's the third episode where so they meet you know, they, they have the one, the meeting where they almost miss each other because Engels introduces himself as a young Hegelian and Marx is like, I hate the young Hegelians. Yeah. And then they meet again in a cafe and then realize they then talk all night and they finish each other's sentences. Yeah, and then he leaves and then he comes back. Oh, he knocks on the door and Jenny answers. And then he's like, Jenny's like, who are you? And he's like, Jenny's like, oh, you must be like uh, Engels. I've heard so much about you. And then the cuts and you see Marx like, run down the stairs and like slide into frame and he just looks so happy i'm so happy for carl yeah like, that's actually like it is literally that meme get you get you a man who, yeah. looks, like, who looks at you like carl looks at engels um because he's never as happy to see jenny um yeah. they do okay so I, I guess we should talk about uh, jenny's role in this mm. first thing to note uh, she wears the same clothes for the first five episodes <laughs> yeah. she just has this pink dress on you know lo- looking uh, good jenny but like she just doesn't change for like 40 years of yeah. time that goes by. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> the other the other thing is like um, like the whole flip-flopping of the plots thing is like I feel like the sixth episode is like the end of like Marx is like the end of the show's depiction of Marx is like a cultural, economic, and political thinker. Because mm. the seventh episode, the finale, is very much just like his wife dying, him dying, Carl Liebknecht being there and very concerned about him dying. <laughs> William Liebknecht. William Liebknecht. Sorry, yeah, he's, sorry. he's an anarchist. So it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's like it, it. It's it's fucking interesting. I'm trying to think of other like weird. Sorry, I'm trying to think of other like weird anime moments. The na- like the depiction of Europe as like, or no, more accurately, like, the depiction of Europeans as just like eating loaves of bread constantly. <laughs> Giant like, imagine if someone in real like imagine a real life Photoshop came along to a brioche bun and then made it four times the size of like the scaling tool, like, and then we're all just chowing down on that. I was like, oh, that was crazy. Europeans. There's a wonderful scene in the first episode where Marx. First of all, so Marx is at Bonn learning about Kant, and he's yeah. like, yeah. And then he uh, get, gets has to switch to Berlin because he's drinking too much. And there's a scene Berlin, where Berlin, a famously sober yeah. city. <laughs> yeah, Marx. He stops drinking. He starts doing ketamine. He yeah. starts, <laughs> it is a purer way to be. He starts going on horse tracks. He's going to his friends' uh, pop up vintage sales and DJ yeah. shows. Oh god. <laughs> he's advertising for car sale clothing. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a trash city, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he moves to Berlin, and he gets and there's just a beautiful moment where he sees the like Hegel lectures, and he's. And then, but then Hegel's so conf- complicated, confusing. He's trying to understand it, and he's sick in bed. He doesn't say he's sick. He just says afterwards, like, "Oh, you're feeling better." But he's like sweating, and the time's going by like a montage. And he's reading uh, Hegel, really trying to understand it. And then he's just sitting in bed and just like takes a bite out of a huge loaf of bread. Like this is the only food you see <laughs> in the whole episode. <laughs> it's just him, just huge bite out of the bread, and that gives him the energy to understand Hegel. Yeah, there's but there's also other weird moments like that's kind of weird. Him in bed chomping on an entire loaf of bread. But to be honest, as Europeans, who hasn't done that? 
the fun thing though was like when he's encountering a beggar in the cafe and instead of giving him like money he just pulls out a loaf of bread from his pocket yeah. that we had not seen before this moment shoves it in his hand you know I keep that motherfucking thing on me <laughs> pulls his coat aside he does this is a good segue he does uh, Marx is an absolute G when when one of the Prussian censors comes to the office and he just like yeah. he just pu- pulls his coat aside and shows his gun and it's like <laughs> And he's like, well, it was something like he still has to close down. And they're like, close right now. And he's like, you know, by law, we have three days. And he like separates his coat and like ready to shoot. He's like, I'm like, damn. This is a Prussian standard. I love you, you, Carl. (laughs) There And there was even a like a foreshadowing of that because Jenny was like at the beginning of the episode was like, we don't have enough money for food because you bought another right. Like bought another pistol. (laughs) Just imagining Marx just like loading up on guns not buying any food <laughs> not buying those sweet delicious giant brioche buns uh, um yeah but about jenny uh, i will say that the first episode the last episode mm. and parts in between it does focus on this like love story between them a lot um what they talk about uh jenny is is like very supportive i mean throughout yeah and they, which is true, she even like uh, transcribed Marx's notes because Marx's handwriting was impossible to read. Um, but I do think they portray her a little bit like, just as like, always like she sacrificed so much to uh, to give Carl like the ability to to be with him. You know, I mean, they say in the last episode, like, yeah, you could have, I mean, she's from a noble family. Yeah. She could have had like the house they live in is smaller than the smallest room in her fucking family palace yeah um and it kind of shows her as like being sort of like an obedient i don't know yeah again it's it's that uh, kind of companion pure, it's a puritanical yeah. streak that's and kind of like i this. think she did have more uh like i don't know all of her theory but she did contribute more to um socialist theory and understanding than people think i mean there there are a couple of scenes the more i think about it the more i think it's a relatively um they did try to cover all the bases, but there are some scenes where she, like, she's there at the table arguing too and asking them about their writing and like bringing up some points. Mm. But on the whole, she's kind of like, I don't know, docile, I guess. <laughs> Compared to Marx, who's just yeah, just yelling, lecturing all the time. It's um, it's not exactly what we would consider a very woke depiction of a woman. <laughs> yeah, but they show Marx being very like loving and d- even doting. I would say like very much like caring for the her anime. Marx is definitely him. an improvement in terms of uh, <laughs> relationship with his wife than on the real life Marx for yeah. sure. Um, I think it's also just a little bit of a last kind of like anime quirk thing to bring up. Every episode ends with a rap. <laughs> yeah, the rap, rap is sick. Continuing the tradition of the poker rap from the Pokemon <laughs> series. <laughs> like it's just gotta uh, catch them all, but they just um it's gotta seize them all and it's just various means of production. <laughs> ah! No, the real the real Marxist poker rap would be like listing all of the revolutions really quickly. Like the- <laughs> 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 oh god um if i was more confident in my rap i could right <laughs> but also i have shit historical knowledge as well so <laughs> that's why i'm not doing it yeah so are there any other maybe favorite moments you wanted to shout out we, we've, we've touched on some of them i mean myself no it was just a, like absurd show throughout i enjoyed it's it's kind of enjoyable um like i definitely see 
this is going to be like the Chinese equivalent of just like your teacher comes in one day at work hungover and like, <laughs> instead of rolling on fucking Harry Potter or whatever the fuck you're allowed to yeah. watch. Or, like I always got like BBC animal documentaries. The, the Chinese it's, kids are getting this. Yeah, like, and I have to say this is way fucking better than Schoolhouse Rock. Like, oh, Schoolhouse <laughs> Rock drowned in ideology. They think being a bill and whatever this all matters. This actually good Marxist theory. They tell you what Marx thought and you under, like you, like I, the 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 Kantian and Hegelian philosophy in the first episode very complicated, very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot going on here. So I have to say, just on that front, like there's a lot of good edutainment mm. going on in here. Um, one of my uh, favorite moments was um, there's I think in the sixth episode, this guy shows up. It says he's a reporter from the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> and so the Atlantic did exist. Um, they actually shouted out. Uh, Mark shouted out Lincoln. That was another one of my favorite moments in that same episode. Yeah. Like uh, the like reactionary slave owners got him, which is like, yeah, shout out. Shout out Lincoln. Um, Lincoln. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out revolutionary moments in U.S. history that are kind of not portrayed as such. Yeah, it, we were we were kind of talking about this off camera, but like Lincoln is still kind of like widely like was still well regarded in um, like Cuba as an example yeah. as like a revolutionary figure within uh, America and the like people who went to fought for the the Marxists and anarchists in revolutionary Spain were like the Americans who went to fight were called the Lincoln Brigade. He's like got this weird left tradition. Thing. Yeah, the thing is, and this is something I would maybe like to get more into at another point, um, but we're going to go, it's a little off topic to go into now. Mm. But Lincoln, I think he's kind of recognized as like, oh, one of the great presidents, but that's kind of like a defanged version. Yeah. Um, in his actual policy, it was quite measured. Mm. Uh, I think people point that out, like the, Emancip- the Emancipation Proclamation, which only freed the slaves in the South. There were four slave states that remained with the Union and slavery was still legal there. (laughs) Like, so stuff like that is clear. Where Lincoln was really revolutionary was as a commander in chief and as a general, like telling uh, Sherman to go just burn it down, tear up the railroads, give all the slaves guns and go to the next plantation. Like that's legitimately revolutionary. When you look at like what Haiti had to pay France for how many years, uh, like Mm. um damages for freeing themselves you know whereas in this that didn't happen they just burned it down and like yeah. were, were freeing people so that was like a revolutionary moment a lot of that is uh the radical republicans and different movements uh beyond lincoln but hmm. as the head of the army he that it i'm i'm happy mark shouts him out and in real life he did too marx wrote a letter to lincoln yeah um, i feel like as um if you ask me to pick one U.S. president, that might be the one to uh, yeah, pick. Absolutely, hands down. <laughs> the rest uh, fucking suck. Fair enough. Um, uh, oh, wait. but so the, so the Atlantic did exist back then, to go yeah. back to the Atlantic. But it's just hilarious to imagine, like, one of the, like, absolute fucking uh, running dogs of empire. I say that without any trace of, like, irony. Uh, from the from the Atlantic today, like going and asking Marx, like Jesse Single, yeah. or whatever his name is, like Bob's but, not a fan of the Bob Atlantic guys. <laughs> but what about um? But what about trans people? Like <laughs> Marx is like just ignoring him. <laughs> there is it is pretty badass because the the like the last thing it's the last moment of the sixth episode, and he says something like, "How do you? What does he say? Why don't people read Capital? Or like oh, what it like, matters? Uh, are you concerned about the, the low sales? But but yeah. Marx's response to something is just like, or like what what needs to be done? And Marx is just like struggle. And I'm like, yeah, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Atlantic, uh, Chapo covers it well. We can't get into it now. It is just a neat. It is like the Truman Show for um, 
a lot of U.S. media is. It's just the Truman Show for like well-to-do bougie liberals in the U.S. and the fact that it gives them this veneer of like a debate of all these like different voices in the U.S. So you can read like Connor Frieserdorf about how, you know, socialism is actually going, is bad for minorities and other hits like that. But it's a very neoconservative agenda. It's basically mirrors the the dream neoliberal American empire in that you don't question anything going on outside of the U.S., yeah. Uh, and it gives you this like illusory range of like debate within m- among domestic affairs. Is it the, the guy who's like is the editor or the owner who's like a big like Iraq? The editor in chief, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Goldberg. He's a big yeah. Listen to Chapo episode two hundred. They do a good job. Fair enough. Uh, talking about that. Um, We're here talking yeah. about Europe and China's depiction <laughs> of it. <laughs> um yeah what about um other series that china could do like this anything or anybody in general that what what do you want to see to get the anime treatment the serious answer to this is i would like something like this first of all better fucking animated uh, <laughs> but also maybe like broader socialist thing like uh, an episode per socialist thinker the joke yeah. answer is i want an anime version of ayn rand yeah i did come up with like um in terms of like edutainment like i'm trying to imagine like prager you watching this and being like wow they're like updating yeah they're updating their thought for like the kids like they listen to this like pretty cheesy like rap uh pop song and they're like that's just too cool how do we come up with it and then the prager you hire someone to make an anime about uh atlas shrugged but to like updated for the youth they call it atlas snapped <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the idea of just like i think like the idea of just like a really bog standard prager you video being hosted by dennis prager he's dancing the entire time <laughs> let's talk about how democrats are the real racists <laughs> uh yeah well i mean it does show like uh at, at risk of re- repeating myself um <laughs> it it there's good marxist theory in this it explains it well it's inspiring mm. marx and Engels, like they are in love i ship them i want i <laughs> i i hope the chinese the cpc thinks they fucked i agree um and it does like this we didn't talk about young tom but we're not going to get into that <laughs> there's just no, a little we do not ship Karl marx and young tom we are not libertarians <laughs> oh. young tom is too young <laughs> the chinese government just invented a character for uh, a woke toddler for uh, marx for marx to explain um uh, marxism too but he doesn't have to explain because the woke toddler just gets it yeah that's the real horseshoe theory that like chinese government and like bougie liberals both believe in woke toddlers, woke toddlers. Make, making tweets xi jinping making a tweet about like a woke toddler understanding why they had to censor the tiananmen square massacre <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah there is like it, it does so like when young tom is like talking to the other soldiers at the paris commune and then marx is like talking in the background like uh, mimicking his voices yeah. so it really gives you the idea that you know marx's spirit lives on mm. in his words and in his deeds and in xi jinping <laughs> <laughs> xi jinping is like he's like kanye west during the sway interview he's like i am marx i am angles <laughs> soviet union anti-revisionism <laughs> I, I need the chinese people to allow me to create my art <laughs> my animes yeah. To implement these Chinese characteristics, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I, I, yeah, it's it's a fine watch. There are better animes. I mean, most animes, like half of all animes, are just like fash. But um, that's a real problem. But yeah, 
don't know. There are no better. There are better enemies, but there are no better theorists. Read your marks, kids. Read your marks. <laughs> <laughs> the original um, Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought it was kind of like a little took some Sorry, cri- materialism. Took, Believe it. After they expel Bakunin from the from the first international, Marx does the floss dance on him. No, the <laughs> I do like. Um, yeah, I, I. The only thing I can genuinely recommend in anime is anime cyberpunk. It's still a critique of capitalism over there. Uh, unlike Western cyberpunk, which is just like, ooh, look at me wearing a duster. I'm going to hack into this uh, mainframe. <laughs> you, you were doing, I know you're sitting, but you were doing the Theresa May walk of the cyberpunk. <laughs> Theresa May in a duster. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm on board with this Brexit. She just puts on some shades and that like heavy bass riff from the Matrix plays. <laughs> She's wearing the goggles and the like uh, the hood. Ah, <laughs> uh, cyberpunk! You that lost is, your that, way. <laughs> that's what the EU is holding your uh, UK back. They're not letting the UK be cyberpunk. <laughs> They're like, no, diesel punk that's, is better. Uh, yeah, steampunk. I'm thinking of with the goggles. <laughs> yeah, you are thinking of steampunk. But you know, the UK has to go back to its roots. They they did they did the work with the Industrial Revolution. You know, they colonized the Irish, made all of them all work. <laughs> they deserve to. Uh, much like the Irish Americans deserve to embrace their heritage and dye the river green, the UK should, you know, they should have cy- uh, steampunk day. There is definitely some. Theresa of- May is going to be wearing the goggles. There is definitely like a UKIP counselor or a pro Brexit Tory counselor who's just like, after a no, de- after a no deal Brexit, it'll be totally fine. We'll just be zeppelins, zeppelins in the sky, with <laughs> twirly mustache and monocle. <laughs> Get Tesla on the phone. <laughs> what he's dead. <laughs> um, uh, yeah so i think that's gonna do do it for us here that's that's all we have that's all we have join us next time nick and Yulia will be back um i might be gone though <laughs> um, but you know uh in all on all seriousness uh shout out to melty brains for the use of the theme song new dawn it's a classic banger of a hit they're like a weird jazzy experimental irish band check them out on soundcloud spotify all that good shit melty brains get on that yeah that's gonna do it for us yeah yeah see ya peace